right now on VFN TV. A tiger attacks someone at the Pensacola State Fair. The, our leaders who want to lead our country are debating life and faith for our nation. Why the political platforms matter right now on VFN TV. Welcome to VFN TV and the daily VFN radio program where we're keeping the conversation light. That's L-I-G-H-T. said, I have many ministers, and they are speaking on my behalf, but he said, what's missing is the urgency of your voice. These megachurches are really cognizant not to offend people, and they're really careful when they get up and preach to people that everybody leaves out there feeling really good. Preachers refuse to preach on the coming of Jesus Christ. Where's the urgency? I have never seen America in the place where we are right now. If you think that all the persecution is going to remain in Iraq against the Christians, you better think again. It's already coming into this country right now. If we don't tell people what they need to hear, God's going to hold us accountable and their blood will be on our hands. Whenever we preach, we've got to preach with an urgency in our voice that we need to be right with God if anything should happen to us. There's things right now in motion that may change our nation almost overnight. And for me to stand here and act like everything's all right, I can't do that. The politicians in Washington may can do that and lead you to believe that everything's gonna be okay. But in the house of God, there's got to arise a siren that says, Blast, 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 attention, attention, attention. Things are changing and they're changing quickly. We've got to have preachers in the pulpit that will say, watch out, warning, warning, red light, warning. People know something's going on in the Middle East. They know something's going on in Iraq, in Iran, and Damascus. They know about Iran. And people that's not even scripturally literate are trying to answer these things and they're missing in a million miles. And God's saying to the preachers, get up and tell them. It's time to talk about what God's doing. People are seeking the Lord. People are seeking Christ. And if they don't find him in the church, where are they going to find him? Got an invitation to come back and the Lord laid on my heart. And that's when Mr. Tuart asked me about, did you have a dream? And I did. When he told me about the coming storm, and as I'm about to go into prayer, I just want to say the Lord out on my heart. I said, I'm not going to share it unless somebody asks me to come. And of course, uh, Commissioner Barry asked me to come, and I said, this is it. I was going to share it. That there's another level about to happen. Riots are coming. Riots in the streets are coming. And if we're not careful, uh, shortly after the next election, the anger will mount so much that we'll end up having martial law declared. Loss of life is taking place. If we stay on this road, it's not going to be pretty. It's not, I mean, it's not going to be just us morphing into some socialist, you know, uh, type of uh, country. It's going to be, I think, worse than what was experienced in Nazi Germany in dialogue, trying to understand, because I believe what happened there was a dress rehearsal for what the devil's trying to do in the whole world. I think 
the way the world is going, the way the U.S. is going, I think there's going to come a time, and it's probably going to be sooner than later, when what I do in a public forum is going to be labeled as a hate crime. Some disturbing news from Russia. President Vladimir Putin signed a law outlawing evangelism and cracking down on house churches. The laws forbid evangelism outside of churches and other religious sites. That means people can't even share their faith in their homes or even on the internet. Well, you don't think God could put a tyrant over America? You don't think God could put a tyrant that oppresses the church? What have we been doing? What have we been doing as a church? Our power doesn't come from some self-declared savior promising that he alone can restore order as long as we do things his way. We don't look to be ruled. God is just. You think this last seven years has been tough? This eight years have been tough? That's just Jehoiakim. Zedekiah is right on the, on the precipice of coming to pass in this nation. We're not going to make it through the times that are coming without being his disciples and more without growing up into our purpose. And that so happens that communism is a system that I disagree with philosophically. I would not prefer to live under a communist system. Uh, I happen to feel that the great moments of history have been those moments when individuals have been left free to think and, uh, and to act. Welcome to VFN TV. I'm your host, Greg Lancaster, and joining me just a moment is, is Steve Kalaszewski. Can you imagine at the Pensacola Interstate Fair where there was tigers there to be able to entertain the fair attenders, a tiger attacked the trainer. As a matter of fact, let's, let's take a look at it now. You can see her right here. She's trained. All of a sudden, she, she goes, she falls down, and the tiger grabs her feet, and this is her husband coming in. And he starts to hit the tiger and beat her. She's trying to get him off of him, off of her. He beats it, and she drags, drags her body over. A very tragic, tragic scene is taking place right here at the Pensacola Interstate Fair. It's a tragedy when you look at this, you're like, you know, the poor trainer, the kids are watching that. Well, you think about it, what is the perspective of, what does God say in regards to animals? Do we just make circus acts of them? Do we, are they really important? Do we uh, just treat our animals, animals harshly? Well, PETA actually began to, more concerned about how the tiger was treated than the human being was treated. And she's obviously much more valuable than any animal. But do you know that of all the things though, you think about it, that God, when he began to, to reestablish the earth through Noah, he made sure he gathered every animal that was on the face of the earth. He created the animal, animals. He allowed Adam to name the animals. Even when Balaam, the prophet, was riding on the donkey, God used the animal and diverted 
Balaam from huge consequences that an angel was going to do to him and actually kill him because the donkey actually began to talk. I mean, all kinds of things that happen with animals. Obviously, animals are not over us. We're over animals. He's, God's called us to be able to rule in the rain, to take dominion over the birds of the air and, and the fish in the sea and the animals. I mean, he's called us for that. But in regards to how we treat them, I think it's really important for us to really think about you know, what's God's perspective on these animals? Because people are going to confront you right now as a Christian. They're going to ask you, well, is this right or is this wrong? The particular dentist that went to do a game hunt in, in, in Africa, at the same time we were boarding children in, in America, people went out and protested his house and told him he shouldn't be hunting for game in Africa. We've got to find out what a biblical perspective of that is. And what we're going to do for you at vfntv.com on the torch, we're going to put a uh, information there for you, some biblical references that you can answer these questions. God loves animals. God's created animals. God allowed Adam to name the animals. But, you know, what, what do we do and how do we react to the animals that God has entrusted to our keep? And yes, they are food, you know, in some cases, but how should we actually treat them in a humane type way? We're going to make that available to you on the VFN Torch. The second thing I want to talk to you about in the beginning of this program is we have people that are wanting to be the leader of our country. In a few days, we're going to make a decision over who is going to be the commander-in-chief over our country. And we got to think about as Christians, what is our values? What does God tell us in His Word? I mean, no, no matter what popular people are saying, we have to answer to God forever how we make that vote. And think about this, that life is so precious. God says, I knew you before I knit you together in your mother's womb. I knew you when I was knitting you together in your womb. When you have the baby Jesus inside the womb of Mary and baby uh, John, John the Baptist, and his mother Elizabeth, they're both in the wombs of their mother. And when their mothers are talking back and forth, John jumps inside of Elizabeth's womb because Jesus was alive in the womb of Mary. When you think about over and over again, I mean, just, it's just time and time again that it's nations. These babies are so important that God allows to be able to us to, to, to have as, as, as the human race. But yet they're actually talking about ending them. As a matter of fact, they're debating them now. I want to show you this baby that you're about to see. The mother was having a C-section. And the C-section is where they cut the mother and they cut the womb. And the baby's able to be birthed through her, her abdominal area that way. So the baby, when the baby came out, he, the baby was still in the amniotic sac. And babies are in this nice, clear amniotic sac, how God created it. And inside that sack has the umbilical cord, and this baby's still getting nourishment from the mother while he's laying up on the mother's stomach. At the same time, while we're looking at this beautiful thing of life, because the baby doesn't even know it's out of the womb yet because he feels like he's still in the womb. You can see the baby right there. But at the same time, people who are wanting to be the leader of this country, they're debating whether this child should have life or not, whether this life's uh, child's life would be ended or not. How, when you see this, you're going to think, there's just no way. But let's take a look. what Hillary is saying, in the ninth month, you can take the baby and rip 
the baby out of the womb of the mother just prior to the birth of the baby. Now, you can say that that's okay, and Hillary can say that that's okay, but it's not okay with me. Because based on what she's saying and based on where she's going and where she's been, you can take the baby and rip the baby out of the womb in the ninth month on the final day. And that's not acceptable. Well, that is not what happens in these cases. And using that kind of uh, scare rhetoric is just terribly unfortunate. You should meet with some of the women that I've met with, women I've known over the course of my life. This is one of the worst possible choices that any woman and her family has to make. And I do not believe the government should be making it. You know, I've had the great honor of traveling across the world on behalf of our country. I've been to countries where governments either forced women to have abortions like they used to do in China or forced women to bear children like they used to do in Romania. And I can tell you the government has no business in the decisions that women make with their families in accordance with their faith, with medical advice, and I will stand up for that right. Who would have ever thought that we would be discussed as a political platform, the leadership of our country, that we would decide that we want to take that child's life? I mean, it's amazing. It's important to be able to say, you know what? You need to pray about who you're going to vote for. You need to think about this. Think about this. Between now and the election, whenever that is, just open your front door of your house, open the back door of your house, and just leave it open. Go to sleep, wake up, never close it until the election. And then think about how are you feeling? Are you feeling safe? Are you feeling secure? Do you feel vulnerable? It doesn't mean everybody outside's bad, but it means there could be one bad person out there, right? So what do you want to do? You want to be able to get up and just shut the door. There's so many people trying to argue the case about what you should do. And it's like, just shut the door. Some elections are about shutting the door on bad people and bad things and, and, and things that can happen. Just think of it that way, because it's so important to understand that. As a matter of fact, we're going to continue today, even right now, we're going to be talking about faith for our nation after this break. We're going to continue understanding, you know, why specifically that the, that the platforms are so important in uh and, and, and those that are wanting to lead our nation, it's so important for us to understand that because life weighs in the balance. When we stand before the throne of God, when God says, you know, what did you do with the life that I've given you? We're going to have to answer for every vote as an American. We have to answer for a vote. We cannot just say whatever we want to say. God has given us a responsibility here. And we're going to talk more about that. Uh, we have Kenneth Copeland today and we have um, uh, Alan Barton as well on the program, continuing a conversation about faith for our nation. Make sure you join us after the break. This is VFN TV, where we're keeping the conversation light. Follow us online at VFNTV.com. We'll be right back. When anybody preaches disunity, tries to pit one of us against the other, through class warfare, race hatred, or religious intolerance, you know that person seeks to rob us of our freedom and destroy our very lives. I want to thank you so much for joining us here on VFN TV and the Daily Radio program. Every single day we are on the air talking to the world and encouraging you by bringing the light, keeping the conversation light. And we also talk to you in many different ways as well. 
One way is at the VFN Torch. If you go to vfntv.com and click on the torch, our program that we have for years now with all these pertinent topics of the day plus things that you need to know is right there for you where you can go back and, and educate yourself on a particular matter. You can share things with a friend. You can listen to us and, and in addition in SoundCloud as well. You can share things audibly with other, other listeners out there and other viewers and friends. There's just so much available to you at vfntv.com. In addition, think about this. It's, we come to you in the air, broadcasting in the air, in your pocket, which is on mobile devices, and online. We're all over the world, and we want to be able to bring encouragement to you. And we do that one way with our app. You can go to uh, your app, Apple App Store. You can go to Google Play Store and, or your Windows Store and, and get your app and download it. The, the app is called VFN TV. Of course, you go to VFNTV.com. We have our little uh, area there. You can pick which app you want to be able to download. It's just so exciting to know that no matter where you are, we want to be able to encourage you. I don't know if you knew about this, but also you can sign up for our Torch newsletter. We have a gift for you for doing that. You just go to vfntv.com in the upper right-hand corner and fill out that little information and immediately a free gift will come to you. One of them is prudent preparation. Hopefully it's going to come to you and teach you how to probably prepare for the day, uh, what's happening in our culture today and how to think outside the box. And this is something we want to be able to give to you, plus some other gifts as well. And I also want to make sure that you have a chance to be able to become a VFN TV partner. We have a whole partners area just to say thank you. It's a it's special area, special events, green room, things we have available just to give our partners, just to be able to say thank you. Imagine anytime you can log into the partners area. Why? Because you partnered for any dollar figure at all to be able to, to, to just say thank you. Things you can share with your friends as well. Also, we have VFN Kingdom Business Partners, a whole nother area to be able to focus on the seven spheres of culture. Just very encouraging. And finally, I want to encourage you, maybe your business, maybe you want to become a business sponsor. Um, those are the ones that are standing with us, that want to keep the conversation light, that want to impact their community, but also want to be able to share their business, their service, what they provide for their community. You can do that by going to vfntv.com. Thank you so much, and thanks for watching. Welcome back to VFN TV with your host, Greg Lancaster. Faith for the nation. Yes. You know, guy's looking for, he says, you know, John G. Lake said this, that God will step over a million people to get with one man that will just believe him. Mm -hmm. You think about that. He's looking for people with faith, people that will stand up for him and believe him for the nation. And right now, it's time for us to stand up, you know, and, and realize God has just ordained this day for his church to be able to rise to the occasion that was going on. And I love, you know, when, when you're hearing David Barton and Kenneth Copeland and uh, others talk specifically about, you know, we can get a bright perspective. It matters what platform you stand on. Mm -hmm. I remember when we uh, first bought a house and uh, we had a neighborhood watch or neighborhood uh, organization, you know, what neighborhood, mm -hmm. what do we call that thing? Committee and, meeting? Uh, no, but it's actually a community thing. Okay. It'll come to us an hour. And and somebody got their house, and when they got their house in our neighborhood, it had a cracked slab in it. The foundation of their house was cracked. And they, homeowners association. And so they, they, called, they called the neighbors up and they said, you know, can you replace our, our foundation? It's like, no, that's not what a homeowner association's <laughs> for. I mean, you had, whoever built your house built it on a bad foundation. When you think about, you know, uh, the foundations of political platforms, that's very important. When you think about the Republican National Convention, the Democratic National Convention, and the platforms that they have, 
It is very, very important. As a matter of fact, let's listen to David Barton, Kenneth Copeland, and Bishop Keith Butler they, as they talk specifically about this. Let's join them now. Jesus told us in Luke 19, and in Luke 19, he's got all the disciples, and they're doing their thing, and when are you coming back? And who's sitting on the right hand of the Father? And Peter and John have their thing. Well, what about him? Well, what does it matter what about him? You do what I told you. And, you know, all the stuff's going on. And he just cuts to the chase. It says, occupy till I come. Mm -hmm. You know, and, and that's the bottom line is all this other stuff. You and, and twice, once in Matthew, once in Luke, he says, blessed are those that when I return, I find doing. And if we're sitting around, I, look, this is all prophesied. There's nothing we can do about it. No, no. How many times did God change his mind in the Bible when somebody prayed and fasted? Some, I mean, God all the time. Hezekiah, you're a dead man. He prays and fasted. He said, you see that? I'm going to give him another 15 years. I mean, just all the time God changes what he said if somebody intervenes with prayer and yeah. fasting. And so our deal is occupy till he comes. And the, the, the one that comes to mind for me is John Quincy Adams. Um, founding father, he was, he got his start at eight years old with a musket going with the Massachusetts Minutemen in the Revolution. At 11 years old, he's got a diplomatic position. He gets his next one at 14 years old, a congressional appointment at 14, congressional appointment at 15. But the guy grows up hating slavery, but living at a time when slavery dominates the nation. He was there when he saw Congress for the first time expand slavery. He was there for the first time when he watched law after law be passed to encourage slavery. It looked like we were heading the right direction under his father and under some others, but it turned around. And so he leaves the presidency, sixth president of the United States, goes into Congress, one issue guy, I'm going to end slavery. And he's called the hellhound of abolition because he got his teeth in it. He wouldn't back off. Uh, they, they hated him. They beat him up. Um, I, I say it rhetorically, not physically. We do have campaign ads from him where the, when he ran for office, they took his face and put a bullseye on his forehead and said, someone kill this guy, get him out of Congress. So, you know, we're pretty wimpy today. We think negative campaign ads, you had not seen anything. <laughs> yeah, right. So, you know, he goes through all this stuff and, and he, he goes after it. And so he came in one, one particular day and the First Amendment guarantees your right do you have a right to petition Congress for redistrict grievances? Over 900 people in his district sent in petitions said, we want slavery ended. So he introduced them to Congress. Congress, up to then, would take those petitions, send them to committee, see what they should do. But as he pointed out, about 80% of Congress at the time he served was pro-slavery. So he's in the 20% minority introducing something they don't want. And so they went to the Rules Committee, procedural move, and they came back with a rule that said, you can introduce any petition you want in Congress as long as it's not an anti-slavery petition. Hmm. It was called the John Quincy Adams gag order because he's the only one introducing anti-slavery anti -slavery petitions. So he fought that for eight to ten years. They wouldn't let him speak. He kept speaking. They tried to shout him down. They tried reprimand expulsion. And, and after years of this, because he's in a small minority, media folks came to him and said, you know, you've been signally unsuccessful as a congressman. You can't get anything passed because they're all against you. They know where you stand on slavery and that contaminates everything else you do. You can't get any of your bills passed, any of your measures passed. You can't do good things for your district. Don't you get frustrated or, or upset or, or, or depressed? No. Why not? Here's his answer. He said, duty is ours. Results are God's. I don't do this because that turns out. I do it because it's the right thing He's to responsible. do. Mm -hmm. I'm responsible He's responsible for doing the right thing. He's I don't care how it turns out. 
I don't care what happens in the election. I will do the right thing. I will vote. Yeah. I will vote for who God tells me for. I won't lean on my own understanding. I'm going to listen to the Spirit of the Lord. Romans 8, 14, as many as are led by the Spirit of the Lord, they're the sons of God. you got to get that duty as ours, results are God's mentality. Yes. And if you do that, you know what? It eventually ended that we... It, turned out that we ended slavery. It, it was a long process, mm -hmm. but it happened, and he's on the right side of history as a result. That's a wonderful thing. Yeah. Mm -hmm. it, that the, the Texas Penal Code, um, having, this is, this is concerning accomplice, one who knowingly helps yeah. another in a crime or wrongdoing, yeah. yep. which if you, you vote for anybody that, that is um, that you know stand for abortion and you know it's in the party platform and you vote for it anyway or you don't vote. Th this touches both, but think about what this touches for the person that doesn't vote, uh, responsibility. Having a legal duty to prevent commission of the offense and acting with intent to promote or assist its commission, he fails to make a reasonable effort to prevent commission of the offense. He's guilty. Mm. Just as guilty as the doctor that performed the abortion. So... Um, George, let, 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 let's get into these party platforms okay. right now right. And, uh, and, and, and talk about... Uh, let me do this first. I, I want to pray for the people. I want to pray for the people that we were just talking about, those that are not in faith, they're fearful, they're confused, they're angry Good. about where the nation is going. So let's agree over them right now. We're going to pray for mm. you. Mm. We're going to believe God with you right now that you will vote this year and you will not be afraid of what's going to happen to this nation. Father, it, before I pray though, I, I believe I've got a word for you. In these last two weeks of the election, stop watching the news. Turn it off. Turn it off. All they are out there to do. I don't care who they are. You know, there was, I'll tell you something, there was a conversation uh, that a person was having uh, about uh, their, their daily devotion with God. And this one individual said, well, I watch Fox every day. Yeah. And so Fox is just like any other network. They're looking for ratings. They're looking for advertisers. They're looking for money. They're doing the same thing. And all of them create drama. They create, and they, they have the background music like, like you would see in any movie, to support all of that. And Terry and I have come to the place. Well, it's show business. It is. It's show business. Mm -hmm. And Terry and, and I have and come to the place. while they are more conservative than the others, they are not biblical. They are right. not non-profit that, That's right. Exactly. That's they right. Exactly. for-profit businesses. You know, and, and if you're going to make conservatism your standard, that's the wrong standard. Biblical is your standard. Yes. And they're not yes. biblical. They, they may think conservative in some areas, that doesn't mean they're biblical. So the, word, the word of the Lord here is stop watching the news, turn on BVOVN, watch it all the time, feed your faith, cleanse yourself of what all is going on out there politically, cast and roll the care of our nation 
over onto the Lord. Father, in the name of Jesus, we pray over each and every one watching right now. And Lord, I thank you. I thank you that you have not given us the spirit of fear, but of power and of love and of a sound mind. And we roll the care of this nation over onto you. We roll the care of Israel over onto you. We we do not carry that care. But Father, we look to your word, we look to you, and we believe that there is a new birth for this nation. We believe that what you started in this nation, you are going to complete. And we take hold of our faith right now. We get a hold of our faith in the midst of this. Yes, we do. And we believe that this nation, the United States of America, shall fulfill everything that she was called to do. Now, we take our stand on that now, and we roll the care, the fear, and we stop the anger. We Mm. stop it. Mm -hmm. We are not mad at people we realize where the spirit of division comes from, and it comes from the devil himself. So, Father, we thank you for that. We trust in the Lord with all of our hearts. We lean not to our own understanding. And, Father, we look to you for this election time in Jesus' name. Amen. 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 Can I, can I add something to that? Please. It leads Please. into the platforms. Uh, the thing that I'm hearing from so many people is that neither of these major presidential candidates, and we have a bunch of of non-major ones as well, but neither the major presidential candidates fit the mold of the character that you want in office. You know, I'll agree with that, because Exodus 18.21 says that you're supposed to choose able men that fear God, men of truth, hating covenances. I use that standard. It's pretty hard to say that they fit. Either one of them fit that standard of what's there. So what else can we go to in the Scripture? Well, we can go to many occasions in First and Second Samuel, First and Second Kings, First and Second Chronicles. For example, Jehu. Jehu was the leader of Israel. He only did one good thing in his entire life. A prophet went to him and said, "Take care of Ahab and Jezebel. That that, that abomination got to be taken off." It's the only good thing he did. He did mm-hmm. nothing else. He went back to the sins of Jeroboam, the who founded mm-hmm. Israel. The all, but that was what he was told to do, and he changed the direction of the nation by getting rid of the seed of, of, of Ahab and Jezebel. There's other kings that were specifically raised up to do one thing, and that was it. And so their character wasn't great. And by the way, I will say that in this Christian climate today that we have, if I go through Hebrews 11, the Faith Hall of Fame, mm-hmm. there's not anybody in there that we would choose to office if I was running the Most of them campaign. couldn't get in a, be, in good standing in a church. Well, they, they, couldn't, they couldn't be a deacon. I mean, you take, if David, if, if David out of the Bible is running on the other side and I've got, I'm running the ads against him, I'm going to run that and says, he's an adulterer. Oh, yeah. he killed Uriah. Yeah. He can't keep his kids under control. Adonijah and Ab, are you kidding? There's no way we would elect David and yet look what God did for a nation mm-hmm. with David. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And then you got Noah in the Faith Hall of Fame, but of course he's got a problem with getting drunk with his kids. So that, I'd make an ad out of that for sure. And then you got righteous Lot. I mean, we're told Lot was Lot was righteous, but oh man, that sleeping with his daughter thing—that you know—it's got to be a problem. So, you know. <laughs> so why is it that God uses things that? Don't and then, of course, is Rahab the harlot. Oh, absolutely. Oh, my goodness. A prostitute. Oh, Oh, my goodness. And the line of of Jesus came through. Oh, my (laughs) goodness.
Mercy, 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 mercy. mercy. <laughs> that, 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 I, I'm glad you said that because that's what we're dealing with. Yeah, that's mm-hmm. right. We're that's dealing right. with his mercy. So, yeah. it, we, we've got it. We, our biblical view, what we consider our biblical view, is so narrow that you got to look at all the other things God's doing in the Bible. Biblical view's got to be built on the whole tenor of mm-hmm. what the Bible has. Mm-hmm. And if you get fixed on a verse that their character doesn't match, I'm not voting. Well, you just, I mean, why not take a Bible, tear out Hebrews 11. Let's tear out 1st, 2nd Kings, 1st, 2nd Chronicles, and 1st, 2nd. Let's tear out most of the Bible because most of it has character problems as well, but God somehow still used them mm-hmm. to do good things for the nation. This is, we're going to continue this, but first we're going to go to this particular break. But I want to give a big shout out to uh, All Pro Tune Up, Gerald in Milton, Florida, as he's flying the appeal to heaven flag. You know, Gerald, we're so blessed at what you're doing and your stand for for these days and standing up is making an appeal to heaven. And we thank for all of our sponsors that are out there making a difference like that. It matters. We're going to go to a break, but first I want you to see this offer. Did you know it's our partners that help us stay on the air? That's right. For your partnership for any amount, we have a special offer for you. Today's special offer is offer 2016. It's about the second coming of our Lord, the secret power of lawlessness, and the man of lawlessness being held back to that proper time. Yep. There's nothing more exciting than to share about the second coming of our Lord Jesus Christ. Yet, it will come on the hills of the great lawlessness taking place on the earth and the man of lawlessness being loosed upon the face of the earth. In this message, you'll discover how how so many of the signs are being quickly fulfilled that say the season of our Lord's coming is near, while being reminded that not even Jesus knows that time, only the Father knows that time. And you'll also finally understand the urgency of now, how important it is to be about the Father's business and letting everyone know about the love of God so they could spend an eternity with Him. That's right, it's offer 2016. The title of this particular gift for you is The Second Coming of Our Lord, the secret power of lawlessness and the man of lawlessness being held back until the proper time. You can partner by going to vfntv.com and click on partner now and follow the prompts or you can write to us at vfntv 6500 North Pensacola Boulevard, Pensacola, Florida 32505 or you can even call. That's 844-408-3688 and that's offer 2016. Thank you for your partnership. There was nothing available for us when we were going through this of trying to figure out what it looked like to make a plan and what it looked like to make funeral arrangements while you were still pregnant. This is Focus on the Family Minute, and Laura Haney realized that her baby, diagnosed with a fatal condition while in her womb, was in hospice care. Perinatal hospice is not a place, it's really a way of thinking. Because the mom is that beautiful hospice that's carrying that baby. I had four months to parent Pearl after we got her diagnosis and I was her mom and did everything. We went to the park, we had ice cream, all those things. And that's what perinatal hospice empowers these families to do, to give them another alternative besides going to take care of the pregnancy, ending it early, but to give, empower them to make decisions to parent their baby while they're still here. You'll hear more of this courageous story at familyminute.org. You know, there's something about when you first get saved that the first thing that most people think about is like, there's nobody, there's nobody like me. 
Ooh. and you're very thankful, you're grateful that God has forgiven you, but you're not sharing with anybody because you look at everybody else and you think, well, obviously all these folks are walking on water. Yeah, right. I mean, they talk about these like these books. They got the books memorized, you know. They've got like this book of uh, Malachi and, you know, Matthew and uh, Jonathan. You know, <laughs> they and so, you know, they're just like, oh, my goodness. And the greatest thing that, that we can do for each other is to tell them our story. That's right. To let them know, you know, we overcome by the blood of the Lamb and the word of our testimony. People get hope when they find out you needed Jesus too. That's right. They get hope when they find out you're a sinner too, saved by grace, that, that God reached down in the depths of hell mm-hmm. and darkness and, 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 and just great calamity and all your attempts to, to find yourself. And he introduced his father through himself to you when you got saved. Mm-hmm. Sharing your story. Everybody's got a story. That's right. And we share a few of them. We share a few of them with you at meetmyfather.org. Listen, the whole purpose of Jesus' ministry was to make the Father known. That's our purpose in our ministry is to make the Father known to you through his son, Jesus Christ. Listen, get to know God through his awesome, awesome son, Jesus Christ. Go to meetmyfather.org. You've got to meet my father. Meetmyfather.org. You've got to meet him. Welcome back to VFN TV with your host, Greg Lancaster. That's such wisdom. You know, right now, every secular, worldly mm-hmm. um, corporation and leaders and media are worried sick. And so they're going to push out on their teleprompters things for these talking heads to, to read. Banter back to and forth. create and fear, yeah. tension, anxiety, doubt. Remember, a double-minded man gets nothing from God. So during this short period between now and the elections, you know, limit limit that. And if you feel like you're going to miss something, just turn on your DVR, record it, and when it's all the said and done, go back and watch what happened. Mm-hmm. But uh, some things the Lord's revealed to me, and I can't, I've been advised not to share it with anyone, but I don't think it's going to happen like everybody thinks it's going to happen. It's going to be a real interesting transition that takes place for America, and it's going to be the beginning of times they're going to be really, really difficult. But understand this. If you missed the, the program, we talked about the wind of heaven. You know, for eight years, mm-hmm. the wind of, of God has been blowing in heaven, but it's going to begin to blow on earth. And what you're seeing right now in government and in every aspect of our society, they're being blown around like pieces of paper in a hurricane, really. And they wouldn't want that, but they can't stop the wind of God. God is doing some pretty awesome things. And so you need to maintain your confidence and your courage in God. You need to pray and, 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 and learn these platforms and what people stand for. And, and if you're standing there talking to them and they tell you, go to my website, say, I'm right here in front of you. I want to know how you stand on these particular issues because your vote is your property. You don't have to give that to anybody. Mm-hmm. You choose where you want to be able to give that. And we have to answer to God for what we do with that vote. I mean, if you were the king of a country, look how God holds the kings accountable. Well, the thing that we brag about in America, that we don't have a king. We say it's a government by the people and for the people. What does that mean? That means you are the king, that God's going to hold you accountable Mm -hmm. for the edicts, for the things that you put out there, for you say, I want this person, I don't want that person. It may not go the way that you vote, but understand God sees your decision and he sees people rebel against the righteous decision. So you would be found on the right side of God if you make the right decision. Quit trying to worry about what, you know, what the popular thing is 
and find out, you know, you can't be, you can be popular or powerful, but you can't, can't be, be them both. both. That's right. And so you want to be popular in heaven and powerful here on earth by voting for, for, for what's righteous and what's right. And as we talked about, just close the front door to keep bad guys out of your home. Vote Let's, the Bible. Yes, vote the Bible. The best, you know, the best you can to what yeah. the Lord is saying there. But let's continue listening to Kenneth Copeland and David Barton and Bishop Keith Butler. They're talking about the platform and how important this is. Let's go back. The Bible, tear out Hebrews 11. Let's tear out 1st, 2nd Kings, 1st, 2nd Chronicles, and 1st, 2nd. Let's tear out most of the Bible because most of it has character problems as well, but God somehow still used them mm -hmm. to do good things for the nation. Mm -hmm. Even if you want to go to, let's elect a Babylonian Persian king like Cyrus, who's not a God guy who still did really good things for Israel. Or Nebuchadnezzar, Babylonian pa pagan guy. And God called him my servant, Nebuchadnezzar. You know, there's times God uses people that don't have the character or the faith or anything else to do things that help God's people in the end. And since we can't see the end from the beginning, that's why we say, I'm going to vote. God's going to tell me which to vote for. And it may not be the one that I think. As, as you pointed out, it may be against everything I want to do but I'm going to listen to God and vote because he knows the future. And maybe we need this guy or this gal or whoever it is right now to do something that I don't know is coming. Maybe that's exactly what we don't know. But I mean, that's where we got to have faith in God. Uh, and that, that's a big statement too. You don't know what's coming. That's right. God mm -hmm. does. And he's looking for somebody they do what he tells them to do. Mm -hmm. Even if they don't know it's him telling them. But they have a, they, they have a tendency to, to follow what they get. Mm -hmm. And we're in that kind of, we're, we're in that kind of place today. Mm -hmm. I know, uh, uh, I, two Sundays ago, uh, of course, when this broadcast is shot, it's a little, which is a little bit before two weeks for the election. Mm -hmm. Um, the Lord had me minister on race, uh, police, and black men in America. Oh. Uh, <clears throat> to, uh, to our congregation and then to the distributed to all the churches that I'm responsible for across the country. And one of the first things the Lord said to me was, he said, I want you to take a look at things from my view. Okay. Well, we tend to look at things this way. That's mm -hmm. right. Mm -hmm. His view is this way, mm. yeah. and obviously far wider than anything we, we, we can come up with. <clears throat> and the first thing that he de dealt with me about was looking at the, the battle that's going on. Satan's trying to do everything he can, <clears throat> excuse me, to grab hold to the souls of men. And, that the, and the Lord was showing me America's place today in the world and what he's doing with America and of course, most of the money that comes to preaching the gospel comes out of America. Most missionaries come out of America. Most of the revelation of the word comes out of America. I mean, God's using still this nation more than any other on the globe. So, well, how would Satan destroy this nation? Well, uh, Jesus said, a house, house divided against itself cannot stand. Mm -hmm. So you tear it up from the inside, okay? And he uses yeah. the spirit of division, which I've heard mm -hmm. Brother Copeland minister on. Praise God. And that's how you do it, inside out. Build up great anger. As you said, no middle ground, uh, black and white, all the other stuff uh, uh, concerning it. 
And this election is a lot bigger than just the stuff that is inside here, United mm. States. Now, I don't propose to know that you're the problem. I don't pr propose to know future events that come in. The Lord let me know this election has a lot to do with future stuff that's going right. to happen. And it could be over one issue. I mean, it could be over Israel. It could be over, over whoever. But the first thing he cautioned me about was to teach our people, the ones I'm responsible for, mm -hmm. about not just getting caught up in the stuff that's going on. So we want to mention a message on the, on the whole nine yards about the race and police and blacks and all that other kind of stuff. The point I'm making here is that this election and the seed you cast here is far beyond what you think you understand right. or see. That's right. Yeah. Now yeah. you go back to the platform. Yeah. 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 Because it, in praying about this, I, I, I said, Lord, Tell me what is so important about that platform and my inquiring of the platforms and so that I know what's in there. Mm -hmm. Why mm -hmm. is this so important to me? People are saying, well, you know, they don't pay attention to the platform. And like that. That's not true. Like that, the Lord said, I do. That's not true. That's right. I know that. I know yes. that part's not true. That's not but true. what I hadn't stopped to consider. God, what God told you is right. He he very deeply considers that's these right. platforms. Yes. He yes. reads it. And he that's a, reads that's it. That's a covenant they've made. Yes, with the it is. And with him, it is a covenant. That's right. And 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 you're, <laughs> if you go in there, well, <laughs> well, now here's what I think, Brother Copeland. Uh, you know, um, the Democratic Party is more like the New Testament than, and, and, than the Republican Party and, and so forth and so on and so on. Well, how do you know that? How, have you looked into it? Mm -hmm. Have you read the platform? What does God say about this platform? So this is this is the fine print in your contract. You sign a contract for a house oh, or anything good. else. There's yeah. fine print there, and this is part of the fine. So you you sign a contract. I'm voting this party or that party, or I'm not voting. That's part of the print that you're taking in, and, and you're making yourself part of. You're you're affiliating with with whatever. And you know, here's the Republican. Here's the Constitution Party. Here's the Green Party. Here's the Libertarian Party. Here's the Democrat Party. You better read it. And, yep. wow. and, for, wow. and, and some people say, well, they don't pay attention. The presidents, once they get elected, they do whatever they want. They don't necessarily follow the platform. And that's true. They don't necessarily follow the platform at all. But the platform is a statement of the grassroots organization, mm -hmm. where that organization stands. And where even, they're going to try to move it. Yeah, even if the titular heads of the that's right. uh, parties don't necessarily follow the platform. for president. No, it's, mm -hmm. uh, it's, 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 yeah. You're voting for governors. You're voting for people that have more, actually more effect on your life. Judges have far more effect That's on right. your life than the president does. That's right. 
And you're not just Supreme Court judges. I mean, there's, yeah. you, you could yeah. think, yeah. there are constables that have effect on your life and you don't even know who they are. That's right. These two things right here, these are the two big, big party things. This is not for this election. This lasts for four years. Yes, this is the position they hold for the next four years. It tells you the policies they're going to pursue in Congress. It tells you what they're going to do at the state level and what they're going to do at the local level. This that's, is not. That's what's so big about it, the local level. And, and I will, I'll point out, uh, as I read the Republican platform, it does not even mention Trump once, nor does it mention Oh, it doesn't mention Clinton once. It's, the names aren't there because it's not about them. It's about what they believe and stand for as a, a body. Uh, over here, they mention Trump some, but this is about what they believe and stand for mm -hmm. as a body. It's, this lasts it's for we four the years. It's we the people. This is what we the people yeah. and these two parties are going to try to do with the nation and yes. the states. And the you know, where I, first, you know where I first got so upset with this? I had a... Uh, somebody gave me a copy. It's a big coffee table kind of book, but it's a copy of Harper's Weekly mm -hmm. from 1860 uh, to 1865, mm -hmm. just before and just after the Civil War. And in there, it runs the Democratic Party platform and it runs the Republican right. Party platform, which was based almost completely on uh, abolishing slavery. I mean, that's... The, the original Republican Party platform, the first one is 1856. I own the original. Hmm. It has nine planks in it total. Seven of the nine are abolishing slavery, giving equal civil rights, making sure that race is not a distinction of any benefits uh, or uh, a detraction from them. The 1860 platform I also have, Republican and Democrat. They're side by side. Now that one, that, there, there was a, a platform in the, the, this is what really made me so mad. I just, one of the planks of the Democratic Party platform was to return slaves that had gotten into a free country, and here is the phrase that after all, they are private property. Right. For, that's, the mean, fugitive slave, that's the Fugitive Slave Law of 1850. And in 1857, you have the famous Dred Scott decision. Yep. And that Dred okay. Scott decision, uh, abominable, yeah. but it said that, it says that blacks are property, and then it says mm. that no black has any right which a white is bound to respect. Blacks have no rights at all. Whites have no, you don't have to respect. Now, that decision, that Dred Scott decision in the U.S. Supreme Court in 1860, the Democrat Party gave out a copy of the Dred Scott decision with each platform to say, see, the Supreme Court showed that we're right here. These guys are property and you have to return property. If you steal somebody's car, you got to return it. If you steal somebody's, w wow. wait a minute. I mean, now, that, that that's an abomination, but that's 1860, and I've got the Dred Scott decision. They were printed in New York, and they, they gave them out with the platform of 1860. And you tell me that that's not important, that a platform doesn't tell you where a, a, a group of people are? Sure they do. Yeah. And they, they still do today. They, they do today. They still do today. So very, very important to understand 
when you go to work for a company, what do they stand for? What's their vision statement? What's their vision statement? Yeah. I remember a particular business I was looking at one particular time. I really loved the business. I loved how it just functioned and how virtual it was and how it could be spread anywhere in the, in the nation. But their vision statement was to be irreverent. I mean, it was, that was flat out. I'm like, no, it couldn't mm. be. And their vision statement, I'm not gonna name the company, says that your, our vision is to be irreverent. And so it matters. I mean, if we, if you were, we have choices. It just matters who you choose. And, and when you choose a platform, what they stand for, what they're saying we stand for, and you know, we cannot bury our head in the sands of denial and, and look at God and go, you know, I just never knew what the Bible said anyway, so I just live my own life. <laughs> That's not going to work. Yeah, and you can't, you know, I never took the energy. I'd rather watch, you know, play games or watch sports or watch my favorite program or just do nothing instead of read the platform of the leader of the mm -hmm. nation. And we'll have them available so you can actually go and look and research them. Very good, very yes. good. We're going to go to this break and we're going to come back and finish this up. This is VFN TV, where we're keeping the conversation light. Follow us online at VFNTV.com. We'll be right back. The devil's time is running out, and he is doing his best to steal, kill, and destroy as much as possible. People can sense that they're being threatened and wounded, and even born-again believers are fighting over things like government policy, race, and religion. But it's time for a change. It's time for an awakening to God in America. The Faith for Our Nation package offers timely instruction on how to identify and go after what is behind the strife and division. Included is Racism in the Church, Kill the Root, Destroy the Tree, a brand new book by Kenneth Copeland that targets racism, the spirit of division, in a realistic way and gives you an action plan that comes straight from the Word of God. And one word from God can change your nation. Gain insight on how to pray effectively for your nation. Real unity is only possible through God's love. This is your neighborhood, your nation, your world, and we as believers have been equipped with the spiritual power to rise up on behalf of others. Take a stand. Order the Faith for Our Nation package today. We are one nation under God that trusts in God. Request your Faith for Our Nation package free from Kenneth Copeland Ministries. Call 800-600-7395 or visit our website, kcm.org slash tvspecial. It's time to stand up for God and be part of His answer to restore peace and unity in our great nation. Request your free Faith for Our Nation package today. Offer good for 60 days. Request yours today. Welcome, welcome back. What an amazing, amazing program. Faith for our nation. Yes. God, you know, just a mustard seed of faith. God will move mountains. And so it's for us to begin to believe. Listen, our peace in the midst of chaos and the storm is a witness to those who don't believe that they're going to be destroyed through this and that you're going to be saved in that by God. Or they too can be saved mm -hmm. by God. I mean, we shouldn't be concerned about a rocking boat like the disciples were. We learned through their experiences when Jesus was slipping, sleeping in the bottom of the boat. They're like, Jesus, don't you even care? Don't you even care what America's going through? And he's going, I'm sleeping in the bottom of America. I know what's going on. The question is, do you believe that the wind and the waves believe me? Do you believe that I'll mm -hmm. hold the king's heart and direct it like a water course in my hand? Are you going to cry out to me and do what's right in, in your vote? As a matter of fact, you can go to vfntv.com forward slash vote. You can see it on your screen. 
go there and, and find out how you can, it's too, probably too late to register for this time, but you can actually find a Judeo-Christian principle value uh, chart for how particular candidates throughout the United States are, are persisting themselves to be able to vote, and it'll help educate you in your vote. I want to pray for you right now. I want to pray that just like that you would vote, that you would say, you know, I'm going to vote, get mm -hmm. educated, I'm going to do this thing. Father God, we love you. We just thank you right now, Father God, for all those that are just uh, your people that are coming alert today and saying, Lord, we yes. need to be active, Lord. We need to uh, be occupied until you return, Father God. And we just pray for godly leadership in this country. Touch the hearts of your people, Father God, that like record numbers that they would go out and vote and shut the door on evil and do everything that we can do to do what's right before you, Lord, and then trust you with the rest. Lord, the results are yours, God. And I just pray that each and every one would be activated to be educated, to go out and to vote, Father God. And I pray right now, Lord God, that you would end abortion, that you would send revival, that you would send a third great awakening, yes. we pray. In Jesus' name, God bless. And don't forget, vfntv.com forward slash vote. We want to give a special thanks to all of our sponsors and partners. Visit VFNTV.com and visit our sponsors for all of their contact information, phone numbers, web addresses, emails. Call them today. I'm your host, Greg Lancaster, and we're so glad that you joined us. Don't forget you can join us 24 hours a day, seven days a week. Download our app and sign up for our newsletter, The Torch, at VFNTV.com. I've enjoyed our time together. God bless. You know, there's over 25 million children living in fatherless homes in America. The father's absence and the degrading of the father's role is just all around us. You know why? Because the enemy wants to destroy our perception of what a father is. But I got news for you. The reason why the all outright attack is on the natural father because Father God loves you and has got a plan for your life and he's trying to, to break down, the, give you a, a, a life of no grid to be able to find what a father is. Let me tell you something. Uh, father God loves you and has a plan for your life. As a matter of fact, he made a roadmap. He made a way to him, a bridge to him. He loves you so much and he wants you so much in his family. He wants to be your father that he gave his son, Jesus Christ. Listen, you can go to meetmyfather.org, meetmyfather.org, where you can meet Father God through his son, Jesus Christ. We share a couple of our stories to kind of give you a grid that we're all the same. But you know what? God loves you and has a plan for your life. Find him, meet him. Go to meetmyfather.org. You've got to meet him.